you're listening to Curious Conversations About Sex, and my name is Rog. This podcast is brought to you by Curious Creatures, who run a variety of sexuality and self-development workshops in Australia. Please bear in mind that not all conversations will be suitable for younger people. Also bear in mind that while we can discuss general concepts, what we say can't be taken as personal advice or guidance. You're the only person that is an expert on being you. If you've got questions you'd like us to answer, or you want to find out more about us, look us up at curiouscreatures.biz. B-I-Z. Today, we've got the second part of a conversation with Lee Harrington and Euphemia Russell about all sorts of things to do with gender, and in particular, how we can all get along more, regardless of how long we've been immersed in gender-diverse thinking. We're pretty much just going to drop you in the middle of the conversation, but hey, you're a smart cookie, you'll work out what's going on. There's a word that's used in the African-American populations in the United States around discussions of race, which is exhaustion or fatigue, Mm -hmm. right? There's just days where you're, you know, as somebody who's African-American in the States, you're just fatigued. You don't want to have another race conversation with your coworkers. You don't want to have another race conversation on the internet. You're just done. And I know for a lot of transgender people, there could be moments of trans fatigue. And so to be really gentle with yourself too. If you're an ally or somebody who's new, sometimes it's not the transgender person's job to have to educate you. And so to be, if somebody says, you know, I I don't have the energy and the time to discuss this, it's not about the fact that they don't love you and care about you. Mm -hmm. This is an opportunity for you as the person learning to go and type in the word transgender on the internet and understand that you're gonna run into a whole lot of different perspectives But even if all you find is something like Wikipedia to start the conversation, it's a great place to start the conversation. And I actually have a website up there with my book, which is traversinggender.com. And I have lots of links of basic places to start the conversation because sometimes when somebody tells you that they're trans, it it can feel really exhausting. Mm -hmm. So I would say all parties be gentle. All parties be gentle with themselves. Self-care is sexy. It's so sexy. <laughs> totally. The sexiest. <laughs> like, mm. And not all battles have to be fought at that particular time when they present. Mm. Lee. Um, yes. Lee, I don't know if you have yeah. um, the book Decolonizing Gender on your list. Oh, yes. But yes. Oh, my God. Such, yes. It's... But be forewarned, if you are somebody who has challenges with copy editing, <laughs> this person who does not identify as transgender, I think they identify as Bayot, I'm not quite sure, or maybe mm-hmm. they're, um, yeah. no, they're Bakla, they use the term Bakla, because they're from the Philippines. Um, and uh, they straight out say at the very beginning of the book, I don't believe in the strict restrictions of academia, academic uh, English language structure. Yep. I will not always be using periods yeah. or commas or capitalizing things. The colonizing um, language. And I might yeah. contradict. Yeah. And it's yeah. decolonizing yeah. language, which yeah. I find, again, and, and just, I had to kind of hack myself because I grew up in that language structure. Mm. Yeah. And just just because someone doesn't happen to be able to frame their argument in the acceptable grammar of the time doesn't mean that the argument or the points being made aren't just as valid. So, oh. yeah, I love that. Yes. Yeah. 
So, so I'm, I'm also, yeah, I'm, I'm so much in confusion around these words in relation to myself, let alone others. I find in terms of describing my attractions uh, and as a sex educator, I find the language vulva owners and cock owners or whatever other variations of that, I find that often to be more accurate because often I don't mean something like man or woman. So if I, for instance, just if, if I want a cock up my ass, then asking for a man is not as accurate as saying I want a mm. cock owner. And likewise, if I'm doing education on how to fiddle with, say, a clit, then um, it's more accurate to talk about vulva owners or even more accurately clit owners than it is um, um, women. However, this is also really complicated because I'm aware that if I use that language, that's also uh, cutting out other other identities um, yeah, it's complicated. So I'm gonna I'm gonna fall back uh, on the only thing I have remote authority over, which is myself. <laughs> I would offer a tool um, for language, which is that there's a difference between yeah. orientation, mm-hmm. attraction, and sexual behavior. Yeah. yeah, sexual behavior is what my yeah. body does with another person's body or with my own body, and um and so yeah. cock up my ass is a sexual behavior orientation is who I am into, who I dig, that I go, oh my God, that person is so amazing. I am drawn towards them. And somebody's behavior and somebody's orientation don't always have the same assumptions from person to person. Mm. And so like, I think, for example, of people who are in prisons, who are sexually attracted to women Right, uh, people who are are men, who are in the male, who are in men's only prisons, who are attracted to women, but who happen to get their cocks sucked by men, or happen to suck cock. Um, but that doesn't invalidate the fact that they are, to them, heterosexual, because it was a situational experience that led to a sexual behavior. It wasn't about who they were drawn to; it's about the fact that they had an itch, so they scratched it. And so I think when we start putting these two things together, for example, I happen to be somebody who is queer identified because it's a word that I found more inclusive than bisexual Mm -hmm. because I am attracted to people beyond two different genders. That is the word that I use for how that orientation means. But there are sexual behaviors that I find more enjoyable than others. Neither is better or worse. And even for me, the word queer, I know people who are especially who are uh, grew up in the silent generation for folks who are 60s and older, right, 65 and older, um, who the word bisexual meant anything other than heterosexual. Mm. And that's and so I might be using the same the word queer in the same way they're using the word bisexual. I can't have their word for their orientation be wrong because it's generational, too. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, it's respecting yeah, yeah. the I, I, elders in the gender activist community as well by not shaming them mm, around the words that feel really yeah. good for them and that, that were a product of the time for them, I think is so important too. It's not a, it's not a, yeah. a competition of who has um, supposedly the best language. Well said, although, yes, because it sometimes does feel a little bit like a competition and we within the community outcompete ourselves a little bit. It's, uh, that's well caught, Euphemia. Um, so, so, yeah, I love what you're saying, Lee, and I arrived at actually four different categories for myself. Uh, like when I was in my 
20s I was getting away from binary mail uh, but I wasn't sure what I was moving towards but at the time I didn't have access to queer community or queer language the only language that was familiar with was trans that was the only option that was presented to me so for a little while my thinking was that that was the direction I was headed in but I ultimately came back to saying, yeah, no, actually this physical body feels right, but the personality type and the socialization that's attached to that doesn't feel right at all. So I feel cissexual, but I feel pan-gender. So that's the two levels. Then the third level is who I'm attracted to, and I'm pansexual, although I admit there's a little bit of a hetero bias in there. And then lastly for me, an important part of my gender identity is where my politics are. And I like to think of myself as pan-political. So I like to think I'm interested in men's, women's, non-binary mm. issues. So that's, yeah, that's mm. my gender identity. Have you ever seen the gender unicorn um, where it goes through? Oh, yeah, can you talk us through And it? it's kind of like the updated version of the Kinsey scale, basically. Um, ah. And it's much more inclusive. It's, it's fun and a nice way to... Uh, visually represent what you're trying to explain potentially to family or friends who might not understand it with all oh. of the words. It's funny, you know, we, we've been having these chats about like getting it wrong and getting it right. And it's funny, just even in describing myself, I noticed that my heart started to beat really fast. Mm. And it's, uh, it's the first time I've gotten nervous about this material in ages. Mm. Uh, so just I, I only highlight that by way of saying, wow, yeah, there's just so much pressure and anxiety and tension and right and wrong about this stuff. I feel like checking in with you for a second, Lee. How you doing? You got any thoughts? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm sitting with this notion of how language evolves and that sometimes we butt up, like that notion of stress you just brought up is, is a really great example that, uh, that language is not only... Uh, is not only generational, it's also profoundly regional and uh, profoundly, uh, you know, subpopulation specific. I was teaching a class mm -hmm. on the different breakdowns between uh, gender, sex, and orientation. Because, uh, for example, I was actually turned down for transition when I was a teenager because I was um, attracted to men at all. And uh, they were, and, and mm -hmm. I, was, I was told that, they had, that I had no reason to transition because it's easier to be attracted to men if you're a woman. Mm. Wow. And as, as one of the logics, right? Oh, oh, yeah. The Benjamin standards were, yeah. standards were fascinating. But, uh, so again, but I, I was teaching this class. Attraction identity. Yeah, exactly. I was teaching this class. Um, yeah. And this woman who grew up in the Philippines, um, she was laughing near the end. And I'm like, well, what's that? What's going on? Would you be open to sharing? And she's like, yeah, I remember when I was a teenager, I, I had met somebody who was gay and I, I was talking, I was trying to talk to my, uh, I think it was either her mom or her aunt about it. And her aunt said, gay is a word that white people made up. That's not what we do. <laughs> and because for them, it was about being, uh, being with people and about sexual mm -hmm. behavior, if you even talk about that, but you probably don't. And it's, are you dedicated to your family? Are you, is your family pride being taken care of? Are you a good person? Beyond that, as long as you're not putting it in anybody's face, we really don't care. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. And so for her, to hear her talking about walking in two different worlds of language, I think it's worth, like it's something that I was chewing on as you were describing that notion of stress, because for her, she kind of, when she was going back and forth between communities, she had to remember which language set she was using. She had to translate what she was trying to communicate. Uh, 
And, yeah. and so, because yeah. like she was trying to be part of queer activist communities, but at the same time, she was trying to be authentic to where she grew up and who her family is. And so I think that's, that's something, as mm. you talked about the stress, like my, that's where my brain kind of went, is this chewing of it, chewing of that notion. Yeah. And I take my yeah. absolute hat off and bow down to queer people of color. So yeah. many, so mm. many worlds to walk between. Yeah. I... All the yeah, ways yeah. I can hopefully support them. Yes. Actually, so, yeah, go um, ahead, please, please. As, as, we, as, we, as we move towards the end of this conversation, and please, if you've got more points, I'm going to allow a little moment in a moment for us to get to them. But um, there's a part of me that wants to attempt some kind of a summary. It's just not possible because that's the state of confusion we're in. I love that I think we've, we've communicated that uh, there's uh, at least a few levels to this for most people. It's your sort of your physical body, your personality type, uh, or, you know, masculine, feminine, and however you relate to that. And then there's who you're attracted to. And there needn't be any alignment between any of those things. They're all completely different measures. So I, I like that that idea has come across. What, what are your thoughts? Any thoughts by way of like summary or closure or any other important things that we haven't caught? And again, don't feel like you need to agree with, with the summary I just made. That's just my thoughts. Self-care. That's my hand down one. <laughs> Seriously, like yeah. take a moment to breathe. Take a moment to step back every once in a while from the conversation and remember that it's okay right now. Like it's going to be okay. Um, now that can be really hard sometimes for those of us, especially stateside right now, who are literally struggling for our lives and our livelihoods. Um, that's tough, right? Um, with the sheer number of people who are transgender, especially trans women of color who are mm -hmm. murdered around the world each year. Mm -hmm. um, so that could be a t kind of tough thing to have, but I would encourage for folks who are learning and for folks who are growing and journeying, which hopefully is every person on this planet, Take a moment to breathe every once in a while and remember to have self-care. Mm, great. Euphemia, any closing thoughts? I would say for people who may be new to these concepts and language is ask first. So ask mm. people how they identify. Ask people what their pronouns may be. Uh, you take the step towards someone um, and be willing to know that you may get it wrong, but that effort goes much further than, than potentially just claiming you're lazy or it's too hard or it's a whole nother language, um, because that yeah. can mean a world of difference. So just don't assume people's pronouns, um, and know that it is a rewiring of how to use language and a rewiring of how you might engage with other people. Yeah. And maybe also it, when asking those questions, maybe the very first question should be, um, would this be an okay time for me to ask you a couple of questions around gender like, rather than just assuming because something's there and you don't know what's going mm. on that you have a right to yeah, wonder. And I would lead. Yeah, go ahead, please. I was just going to say, and um, also don't expect that people want to talk about it. Say, if you're willing to share, what are your pronouns? Yeah. If you're yeah. willing to share, uh, how can I engage you in your identity in the best way possible and pre and don't say prefer uh, like your preferred pronouns because preferred implies that you can default back to something else if you want to rather than if they would like you to so just ask pronouns i would start with what's your name yeah 
I have literally been, especially early in transition, I literally was getting pulled over on the street being, can you ask, can I ask you about your gender? And I'm like, hi, my name's Lee and you are? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Humanize. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, Also, by way of closing, uh, there are uh, telephone support services in most cities of the world. And if you happen to be in one of the richer cities, then most of those telephone services have also got what you might call queer or gender aware sideline services that are specialised with specialised trained people uh, working around these topics. Uh, Also, on the Curious Creatures website, under resources, uh, I have a list of about six or eight hand-selected counsellors who I know for a fact are across all of these issues, uh, and they're available by Skype, not just locally. So, long story short, please reach out for help uh, if you need it. And thanks all so much for listening to uh, this episode, and thanks so much, Lee, for having us. Absolutely, it was a delight. Let's hear a little bit more about our guests today. Uh, First, Euphemia, would you like to say a little about who you are and what you offer? Sure. Uh, So I'm a sexuality and pleasure educator and I started I Wish You Knew, which is a project and the aim of it at the moment is just to share practical information, particularly with curious millennials, um, because that's who seem to want to come to my events the most. Um, So I do consultations and events and they explore pleasure and 101 kink, communication and identity. So at the moment I'm running butt plug dance parties to explore your butts and porn screenings and sex and communication events. Um, And I trained in California with SFISI, so endorsed by them, and also I'm a member of the Society of Australian Sexologists and work here in Australia and also in the United States. Um, and if you want to hook in with the things that I do, then check out www.iwishyouknew.net or sex.iwishyouknew on Instagram or Facebook. Fantastic. And Lee. Who are you and what do you offer? Absolutely. So I'm a spiritual and sexuality educator like the Euphemia, but I also do a lot of work as a performance artist and author. I've written 10 books so far and the number just keeps growing, including Playing Well with Others, Your Guide to Discovering, Exploring, and Navigating the Kink, Leather, and BDSM Communities, as well as Shibari You Can Use, Japanese Rope Bond and uh, Erotic Macrame, and recently Traversing Gender, Understanding Transgender Realities. I've been blogging since 1998 and I'm the host of the Passion and Soul podcast and just like Passion and Soul you can find me anywhere on the internet if you type in those words passion and soul uh, dot com or pretty much those words anywhere thank you both so much for sharing your wisdom you've been listening to Curious Conversations about sex brought to you by Curious Creatures we're at curiouscreatures.com Biz, B-I-Z, 